this is episode two of Bite Size Classics, which is a new podcast where I dip into the most influential and iconic acts from the 50s up until about the 80s with a specific focus on rock and blues bands. So basically the bands that built the music industry because so much came from from rock. And in the last episode, I focused on Creedence Clearwater Revival. So that episode is up now to listen to. But now I'm going to go over to Britain. I At the end of the last episode, I mentioned I'd like to focus on a few bands from the British Invasion. So that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to focus on... Well, the title of the article is Bands of the British Invasion, The Animals. And I chose The Animals because, again, I wanted to start off with a band that I knew of. Like, I knew about kind of their formation and how they ended. And I know their songs and everything. And how I came across The Animals and why they're actually one of my favourite classic bands or bands from the 60s is my mom. I have my mom to thank for gifting me a lot of... CDs of classic bands and classic acts I wouldn't be too familiar with like I've always grown up in a music musical household surrounded by rock and metal and everything but of course you can't listen to everybody or you miss some acts so she gifted me a best of hits of the animals or greatest hits or something a good few years ago like I would have said I was 13 or something and it's it's one of my favorite CDs still today I just throw it on whenever whenever it has so many good songs on it and then what else has she gifted me? So The Animals, um, Stevie Ray Vaughan. She gifted me a, a greatest hits CD of him, who I love. And I should probably do an episode on him in the future. So The Animals, Stevie Ray Vaughan. JJ Cale was another one. And then I bought myself, I remember I was big into the Stripes when they were at their peak here in Ireland. And I bought myself a Bo Diddley CD because they were strongly influenced by Bo Diddley. But then I'm pretty sure she got me a Elvis Costello CD. So a lot of great acts, so thanks to my mom. But the animals just really stood out to me. That's still what the whatever CD I have is still one of my favourites. And I'm just really interested in their sound because I thought for at first they were American. They just because they're so driven or rooted in rhythm blues, um they just had a real American twang about them. And I mean if you listen to Eric Burden's voice, if you know Eric Burden's voice it doesn't exactly sound like he's from Newcastle when he's singing. So I just, I, I thought they were from kind of one of the southern states. And same with the Spencer Davis group, who I will probably look at in a future episode. They just have such a, a bluesy, like American twang on them. So I was really surprised when I was like, oh, they were from the British Invasion. Like they were Beatles time. I was just so shocked. So anyway, the title of the article that I'm going to be reading from today is called Bands of the British Invasion, The Animals. So... I really enjoyed writing this article simply because I know a good bit of the animals and I do really love their how they developed rhythm and blues in Britain. They just really were pivotal in that sense. Rock and roll as well, but like rock and roll with rhythm and blues. Such an such such an amazing combination. So I'll just get straight into it. Um when Britain's youth caught wind of America's rebellious rock and roll evolution, little did they know that they were soon to be blessed with their own phenomenon. Resulting in an iconic five years of music evolution in Britain, the output of the British invasion would truly help announce the arrival of rock and roll. Alongside the Beatles, The Who and The Rolling Stones, one young band from Newcastle were set to join the biggest names of the 60s. Born from the Alan Price combo, The Animals' original formation consisted of Price, Eric Burden, Hilton Valentine, John Steele and Brian Chandler. 
Setting up a new base in London in 1964, the move was motivated by manager Giorgio Gomelski of the Yardbirds, Soft Machine and David Allen, who had an inkling of the opportunities to be grasped in the capital before the wave of Beatlemania. Later experiencing many lineup changes and difficulties with management during their short reign, the original animals left behind a humble legacy, helping to pioneer British rhythm and blues with emphasis on the blues. Out of the key bands that drove the British invasion, the animals had a distinct, gritty and raw blues rock sound, whilst the Beatles and the Zombies were prominent in their use of harmonies and offered a slicker early rock and roll sound. The Animals' Eric Burden had the souls of many men in his voice. His booming, soulful delivery paired with Price's piercing use of keyboards and organs combined to create a style we hadn't heard before and I should say, in my opinion here, in my opinion, we haven't really heard since. Drawing much influence from John Lee Hooker, Muddy Waters, Howlin' Wolf and Bo Diddley, the band were building a body of blues with the face of rock and roll. Crafting emotional, resonant and melodic sonic backdrops, their style captured the defiant spirit of the rock and roll scene, which has since solidified them as a standout band of the decade. Comparing some of their top hits to their competitions, the animals had a daring streak in their sound and an energy that continues to grab the ear a little quicker than the more sophisticated rock and roll style. And again, I should probably say in my opinion, because I mean, the Beatles and everybody were big for a reason. Obviously their sound was amazing and a lot of people would not have said the animals were one of the standout bands or their favourite bands, but I, I think so. So I should really say at the start of all of this, this is all completely my opinion and um, based on the bands I like and that I want to explore. So um, their haunting rendition or their haunting arrangement of House of the Rising Sun and fiery renditions of Baby Let Me Take You Home, Boom Boom and Don't Let Me Be Misunderstood saw them earn quite the loyal following and helped maintain their chart success. Their October 1964 appearance on The Ed Sullivan Show is a particularly memorable performance in rock and roll history, with the fresh-faced, dapper young men being enthusiastically welcomed by an audience of hysterical, screaming fans. So I'll just pause for a second. On the actual written article that I'm, like, of this that I'm going to post on the site, I, like, I, I normally include like little videos of the band and stuff, so I'm going to fire that video in. If you haven't seen it, do watch it. I think it's a very iconic moment in rock and roll. So like, Ed Sullivan is introducing the band at the very, very start of the video. It's like the first second. He's like, the animals or whatever. And this, like, you can hear the screams in the background. Like, you can really barely hear him over the screams. And then it's just mental. Like, you think only, like, the Beatles kind of had that, like, hysterical fan base. But no, like, the British invasion was in, like insane across the charts so the animals also had that um unfair play to them as well dealing with that so if you specifically look up yeah house of the rising sun on the ed sullivan show it's just incredible so the fans are screaming their head off and the band like they're very fresh faced they're all dapper looking you know they're young and eric burden particularly looks quite young i actually must check how young he was in, compar in comparison to the rest of the band he might have been the oldest i don't know but he looked the youngest and I think he was he was shorter than the rest of them. But anyway, he's standing a few feet away from the mic and then he like he kinda saunters up to the mic um as the intro of House of the Rising Sun is playing and he he looks kinda timid and like fidgety. I think he's fidgeting in his hand. And I need to watch the video again. That'd be a really good like analysis video, um, that performance. 
So he, he looks like a bit nervous and then like this booming voice comes out of him and then the girls start screaming and then he kind of hits like a, not a higher range, but like he goes into his chest voice or whatever, you know, at certain times in the song. And then the girls just erupt into more screaming. It's just a fantastic video. It's like one of my favorite performances in music history. Um, so what do I have here? Almost 60 years later, the contrast between Burden's timid, potentially anxious, but prepared body language and his commanding vocals remains a welcome surprise. So you just don't really expect that massive voice to come out of that little Newcastle kid. It's just absolutely fantastic. So like no wonder they really like grab the attention of Britain at that time. So yeah, I'll have that video up on the actual article. So definitely give it a watch. It's actually really, really enjoyable. So releasing the albums, The Animals, The Animals on Tour, Animal Tracks and Animalisms under the original lineup, the band are credited for transitioning blues into the contemporary rock and roll palette and bringing the organ into a rock context, doing so with plenty of flair and flavour. By May 1965, the original Animals were no more as Price left due to personal and musical differences and supposedly due to his fear of flying on tour. Continuing to enjoy some success through incoming lineup changes, so success with singles such as We Gotta Get Out of This Place, It's My Life and Don't Bring Me Down, the band officially disbanded in about 1966 with Eric Burden later forming Eric Burden and the Animals. Playing a pivotal role in popularising rhythm and blues in Britain and shaping its direction of rock, the Animals' discography has endured through the ages, forever cementing them as golden boys of early rock and roll. And again, I should say, probably in my opinion, because I mean, the real, real golden boys, if we're looking commercially and historically, were the Beatles, of course. But um, in the rhythm and blues end of things, yeah, God, the animals just had it. Um, they've so many, so many great songs. And I just think they're one of the best bands from the 60s. So I enjoyed doing that article simply because I know a lot of the animals and it's easier sometimes to write articles when you just obviously have a bit of knowledge to start with. But for the next episode, I'm going to dip into, I may as well, I'll just say it, I'll dip into the birds and there, I, do, I don't know a lot of their stuff. I know some of their stuff, but I definitely have no idea about their formation, their split peak years and everything like that. But I thought it'd be interesting to dip into them because again, sticking with the British invasion, particularly the year 1964, that was a big year. So the birds were debuting and... All, while all of this is, is happening, like Beatlemania is seriously on the rise. So I should specify the Birds are an American band. So I wanted to look at, a, at an American band during the British invasion just to see like were American bands left behind or like basically if like the Beatles or whatever hadn't existed, would these bands have been a lot bigger than they were or would, would they have done better or whatever? So yeah, gonna dip into the birds, do some research, and then I'm not sure. I'll I'll keep sticking with the sixties because there's so much to dip into in that decade. But I sh I probably should have started with the fifties. There's plenty of acts to dip into from the fifties, so I might go backwards. I don't know. But if anybody's any suggestions, please message me via my website or email. So cobrapromotions.eu or cobrapromotions at gmail.com or I'm across ninety nine percent of socials probably um at Cobra Promotions or Cobra Promo on Twitter. So just send me suggestions or different stories to dip into. I'd be most interested about peak years for bands or their debut or just certain kind of eras. Like, I don't really mind. I mean, that Animals article and the CCR one, I try and squash everything into just one article so people get like a kind of full taste of the band. 
But if I was to do something like the Beatles, I'd have to pick a very niche area because there's just so much to do. So send me suggestions, um, send me music. And Cover Promotions, the main aim is actually to be a launch pad for hard rock and blues bands of the current decade. So, you know, contemporary bands. So if you are a hard rock or blues band active now, send me your music, send me via email or any of my socials and I'll add you to a playlist or like if your release is in the future, I'll do a review. So just send me your music and get in touch. I'd be very happy to receive suggestions or feedback, comments, anything at all. So um, thanks for listening. So we're going to dip into the birds next. So yeah, maybe do your research as well. So because most of the stuff I say here, it's just my own research. It's my own opinion. I could be very wrong and I'd like to be challenged a wee bit. So um, get in touch with your challenges as well. So thank you so much for listening and good luck.